Before you have been victimized or exploited by this prisoner, please contact customer service at 855-466-4666. All subject matter in the preceding podcast is entirely alleged and not admissible in a court of law. A recklessly minimal effort has been taken to change the names and details of any guilty parties. And just in case you rat bastards get any ideas, the hosts of this podcast are notorious and well-documented liars with no legally admissible credibility. This is Mama C, and you're listening to Notes from the Pin Podcast. Welcome to prison, bitch. Fuckery and chaos. Who's this? It's been my been my day so far. Hold on. We got a um, styrofoam lunch because they had us in there for the um, third time and getting tested for fucking corona. They uh, did emergency count too. We've been just locking our cell all day. I had to go to the SEC like while we were all on count and shit to get my days. There was like eight of us. Twenty days was the lowest anyone got. Most people were getting twenty five, thirty. Went in there, charm on 10, 15 days, bam. Nice. My only one. Did my thing. And um, admonished the system for, um, you know, in, in like a pleasant way. I wasn't being like an asshole to the lady. But I was like, what do you expect? You know what I mean? And she was like, yeah, you're right. That makes sense. You never caught a class one before. The lowest, the lowest I can give you is 15. Please. 15. Oh, so she even somewhat agreed with you. I'm sure you uh, explained it a little bit. Like, hey, listen, everything that you that I normally do is shut down. Yeah, yeah. I said I never caught a substance abuse in prison. I said uh, I have, like, a strict way of, like, dealing with my addiction issues, and um, this whole place shut down. I said I have no way of knowing, but I'd be willing to venture that the percentage of dirty drops that have been coming back lately since the coronavirus has been on the rise. You know what I mean? I said you're just taking – there's nothing to do here, and addicts – you know, have to be batting a thousand. So if you're weak once, you're going to slip up. And, you know, that's what happened. I said, this isn't to mitigate what I did. I pled guilty. I'm guilty of a substance abuse. But let me explain why this is happening to people in here. And she's like, yeah, you know what? That makes sense. So everyone else just goes in there and yells at her. Right, right. She's like, oh, the smart one. He, oh, I didn't know we had one of those. This is fucking bullshit. I'm always going uphill because when I sit down, I'm just fully inked up. You know what I mean? And they just look at that, and they're like, here we go. And I slide the Ray-Bans on. I can get to talking professorial. It usually works. Oh, the Malcolm X-looking Ray-Bans. Mm-hmm. The club master. Drink a carton milk. Usually don't get that for lunch. Dinner and breakfast only. What'd you get? Elementary. Carton milk, elementary school. Oh, Lovely. Did you get chocolate? Yeah, for you. <laughs> I remember being the, the kid in, in elementary school, and every kid would get chocolate. And I'm like, nope, I'm going fat-free. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> of course you were. Yeah, what of it? Yeah, you, you well, you want to be chubby when you grow up? Go ahead. Sheeple. <laughs> There's people in here that have been using it. And I and I instantly step on them. I go, and I've got other people saying, I go, you know, anyone who says sheeple is automatically nuts, right? <laughs> Conspiracy theorist nuts. And, and uh, Castro says it like he creates. No, stop saying it. Like, Hello, this is a prepaid call from. Yo, hey, what's up, youngster? Hey, hey uh, 
I I got to be off of here in an hour and twenty minutes. So if we're gonna lay down, uh, yeah, we have to do some shit. I'm in the, actually in the mood. I didn't think I'd be in the mood because I was tired and didn't sleep last night. Well, we talked about it with Joe. I'm glad Joe's here to hear it in case you uh, need to ask him something or, you know, you can throw it to Joe like, you know, hey, uh, you know, what was that kid's name that you sent down there, Joe? Or isn't that right, Joe? Or Right? And Joe knows that this is a – by the way, Joe, this is going to be like an episode where we're going to put on Patreon. So – Although we'll eventually release it, probably for episode 50, we're on episode 41. So if I get it put together right and it sounds good, we're going to put it on Patreon. And Patreon is where people can go get our shit, but they have to pay for it. So we're going to give them the cool – well, no, not no pressure. I'm just being – it's probably not a good time to go into whatever woman you saw on Bravo. Uh, although <laughs> if it comes out, it comes out. I'll take care of it. <laughs> More like I'll take care of it. So All right. They fed us in house. They fed us in house. Are you right? Well, go ahead. They fed us in house. So I'm eating the, the burger now, just standing out here because we have to do the stupid Corona thing for the third fucking time. Are they testing for antibodies? I don't fucking know. The principal. I had here. Who? The principal. And then no one had it though. No one else had. It. I thought it was gonna spread in here like wildfire, but. It would kill you. No, it you would. personally would be, kill you. No, I, yeah, it would. They do what they, so they do what they did to Trump. I'd have to. Hey, Trump really took that shit on the chin, didn't he? Yeah, he had every fucking like. They were. They, he was literally the first person they tried both of the the experimental things on together. Remdesivir and then the other thing. I want the Trump cocktail. I'm gonna tell. Yeah, you're not getting that. Homeboy gets out of Walter Reed and tweets 40 tweets in two hours. I fuck it. All in caps. Every one of them. <laughs> All right, let's go. We got to go. You, are you done chewing? Yeah, wow. It don't matter. That's rude. Well, I, I, if Joey's got a fireball in, you know, in his mouth and it's clacking off his teeth, I'm going to think that's rude. So if you're chewing on a, a burger out in the yard. Yeah, I just look, got 15 days. Just got 15 days, SEC. The only one that got 15, everyone else got 25 and 30. How'd that happen? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, abracadabra. <laughs> the walnut has landed. Has anyone ever batted on someone at another joint? Uh, just uh, go get your affairs together because they'll be in your house soon. <laughs> uh, you know what, Joe? This could be an indication that Bobby was either lying or maybe snitched or something. I think it's another reason to be disappointed in him for his 15 days. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. He's already, um, he's already hit to that. We're, we've, I've already just shot at him. I said they're going to be in your house soon. Oh, right. All right, let's go. We got to go. We got to go. <laughs> hey, well, hey, you don't know. <laughs> so don't do that to germ the worm. I think germ the you're, you're saying you're ready to start a, a podcast, right? Hey, Joe, I was on the phone with Dr. Drew last night. What do you think about the Margaret show? No, you weren't. No, you weren't. Okay. Yo, you know who showed up right after you hung up? You know who showed up? Who? who? Drew Carey. Oh, yeah. Drew Carey did? Yeah. Swear, bro. I'm doing big fucking things. Margaret Cho, you know Margaret Cho is? No. The Korean uh, comedian chick. Um, the dude, uh, Burt Kreischer, that they based Van Wilder, the movie Van Wilder on. 
Oh, was she in Pretty Rich Asians and Margaret Cho? No, you're thinking of Aquafina. All right, well, come on, let's go. This kid's like... Well, what do they think about me? They don't. Who's they? They don't think about you. No, this is Bob, this is Bobby calling in on uh, Bobby Tip. Like they don't discuss me or the podcast. They they will say, oh, you know, because one of the other comedians will be like, hey, check out my podcast and blah blah blah. And then you know somebody will be like, big fucking deal. My man's in prison. Has got a podcast. Nobody gives a shit about your podcast. But they don't. They're not like, hey, have you ever heard of Gr Joe or Germ the Worm? That's not really how you know. <laughs> All right, he knows that. There's time. There's All right, set time. it up, Germ the Worm. You know, I don't know if I like all this pressure. It's, I'm kind of pressured, too, right now. Right? You're the one giving a goddamn timeline about how long we Chill, have. Winston. Well, I skipped all last week for you. Maybe it was the week before, for fuck's sakes. All right, I think I can be ready. It's uh, greetings from the President Industrial Complex. Uh, all right, yeah, that's uh, what we're going to do. And I got... Um, I got two convicts with me and GR GR Ho. Oh, here we go. Oh. Here we go. Chin Chin Ho. Chin Ho. Chino. GR Ho. Okay, Mama C. This is your cue in uh by the way, are we gonna try to be a little bit more animated or upbeat for the um for this one since it's gonna be a, a big story and we're gonna charge money for it? Eh, fuck it. Do whatever. I'm feeling a little froggy, anyways. All right. All right. I wish I when I get a mixing board, I'll figure out how to put in the uh, Ric Flair music for our intros. Uh, Let's go. And then and then we can go. And then you guys will look Uh, silly out of the prison yard doing it, and then it'll be great. I've been thinking of having. Joe, what's he? Is he gonna? All right, I'll do it. Mama C Q in. Get the worm on a leash. Greetings from the prison industrial complex. This is Germ the Worm, and you are listening to the Notes from the Pen podcast. Along with me today, I have two convicts in the boat wake. I have GR Juice, Juice, Juice. What's up, Joey? Oh, oh. Her, 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 her. <laughs> right on, you good? Yeah, I'm all right, man. Hanging in there. All right, way to keep it cranked up. And of course, I also have in the in the boat wake behind me. I have the man, the myth, the legend. I have Chino, Bobby. Yo, just in here trying to just trying to grind these coffee grounds and make an espresso. Uh, get something to get us going. Joe's over here. We're supposed to be on ten. Joe's over here on a one. He's a sleepy guy. Sleepy Joe is over here. Sleepy uh, Joe. We're like, yeah, we're going to step it up. This is going to be on a Patreon. we got a special episode. You down? He's like, yeah. And then he cuts to him. He's like, I'm all right, bro. All right. Well, <laughs> way to go. <laughs> out the gate. It's fresh out the gate. Ball. GR. Oh. Fumble. Fumble, fumble. All right. So, uh, so. Uh, today, fellas. Yeah, so the uh, the episode we're going to lay down today is one that's uh, I, it's a story I've heard a long a while ago. I've heard it twice. Both times I was uh, not in my best memory. Yeah, there's first of all, let's like not push the expectations too high. It's an interesting story. 
not, it's not even like the craziest one of ours, but it's definitely uh, a unique story with a lot of moving parts, which is kind of why we waited to get into it because uh, there's just so many angles and names and, and shit like that, twists and turns. You know, we weren't planning on doing it with GR Ho, but since he's here, because he was a big part of it, and, uh, you know, he factors into it, so uh, it's good to have him have him along and uh, maybe get his perspective every now and again if he wakes up. How's kind of the biggest moving part? Well, yeah, Joe was integral integral in the story. Okay. It started out with me, so if, it, if, well, if there was so, no uh, me, there would be no story, so... Yeah, so I think this whole this whole scheme, I don't even know if that's what I want to call it, but I'll start with that, uh, began with you wanting to get Joe as your bunkie, right? Yeah, correct. We, we, were, in, uh, we were in level four together, and uh, we were on, like, the same rock, and then I moved downstairs, and we were buddies. But we really started kicking it heavy when we made it to level two. When I got there, Joe was in the hole. And uh, Joe, you want to tell real quick about how you see how you see us spinning laughs, and you'd be like, and if someone waved at you while you were in the hole, it made your day. Just make your day, yeah. I'm telling, because you're in there. That that whole shit is like crazy. It's horrible on you. That's why they don't let you can't be in there as long as they had me in there. But I would, I'd knock on the window and I'd see like Chino and uh dude, and they wave at me, and I just it just make my day would just be made instantly. And I'd be hawking the semi in the, between the bars and the window. <laughs> because you got no one to talk to or see or, or nothing to do, so just the fact that somebody waved back at you was a big deal? Just a big deal, the best. Damn. The best he'd be pulling the, the semi horn up, like, meh, meh, and then he'd be pumping his fist when he walked away from the window. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, so... Joe gets out, I don't know, like I've been there like a couple of days or a week, and Joe gets out, and we're just, we're in, there's two units in level two. He's in, he's in one, I'm in the other. So we can see each other when they open big yard, but other than that, we can't really, we could probably only kick it like a couple hours a day. <clears throat> so uh, we go out there whenever they open it, and we spend laughs, and we talk shit, and, you know, the GR Joe Chino bond is like full flex. We're like, we're really building. And, uh, <clears throat> I don't remember who my well. I kept losing bunkies. Bunkies kept like going through outlaws. My bunkie, and he was gone. And and like we kind of already went over this. Like having a bunkie, a decent bunkie, is like the key to 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 living a relatively decent, sane life in prison. And just even having like a neutral one, one you don't hate, is good. But having one like me and Joe would be with each other just makes it's it's summer camp. It's, it's can he spend the night tonight? And we're just goofing off, farting up the room <laughs> you know what I mean? and shit. So, Joe, Joe, you one can, minute remaining. When something needs to get done, you you refuse to do it, and you tell me what. <sighs> That's true. Okay, great. He tells me. Hey, wait, wait, like, uh, he, I'm, I'm calling right back. <laughs> wait for it to hang up. Ding dong. I think that was, think that was me. It wasn't. It was Joe. Oh, okay, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so he, he'd always be like, I'm not doing it. But you could do it. You could do it. He won't do any. I, I used to have to fill his kites out for him because he's just such a lazy fuck. So he this type of uh, string pulling, he's not going to be able to handle, and I know it, right? But I'm going to need him at a part of it. So I'm like, okay, listen, 
there's this new pilot dog program that they just brought over there, right? Never been at this joint before. And it's a, you're training leader dogs for the blind. And, um, it's like their, it's like their pride and joy that they got it over there. And one of the benefits is if you can get in the program, and I think there was only like eight, eight, eight cells for it. So that's 16 people out of, thank you for using GTL out of like 1500 people. And, um, so I'm like, listen, I'm going to shoot our shot. I think because I have pull with the one of the – there's two ladies that are running it. One was a, a cunt, and uh, I stand by that term. And one was – that was pretty cool, though, like if you know how to deal with her. If you weren't, like, up her ass. And she was, like, a abrasive out of, like, a defense mechanism because she's a, a decent-looking woman in prison and stuff. And I had, like, a – she was around when I was on level four, and I used to do, run this mentor group for her and stuff like that. So she liked me. So I was like, I can probably – Pull, pull some strings and get in this dog program, at which point I'll be able to choose my bunkie with... Hello, this is a prepaid call from... Yo, slow down. Hello? Sorry, fellas. Uh, yeah, Bobby Bobby just hung up. Well, uh, he should be calling back any second, although he hung up kind of abruptly. It was kind of weird. But uh, did I hear dogs barking in the background? No, you, you, know, you probably heard me uh, talking to this old guy, telling him to slow down. He was moving too fast. Moving too fast for his age? Yeah, he's got a little cart with him. Oh, I gotcha. Sounds like the police is coming every time he's walking down the hallway, too, because his little cart rattles and shit. Right, so it sounds like keys? Yeah. Oh, did he tell you about that? Well, he kind of listened for knowing they're coming. Yeah, he said it's a weird tick now. Like, you're always, if you hear, like, probably when, when you all get out. If somebody jingles keys, you're going to be like, look around, you know, turn around real quick. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Uh, or, uh, let me tell you about announcing yourself when you're walking up behind someone and all that. No, I didn't know you did that. That way you don't, uh, up you know, back sneak somebody. They don't freak out. And you, don't, you don't walk in between them. Hello, this is a prepaid call from... Bobby. Hey, take it away. So, um, so yeah, so I started taking the steps. Now, in order to get into this dog program, you have to fill out a kite. If I'm not mistaken, I had to fill out your kite for you. Did, did you do an essay, too? Oh, my God, you had to write an essay, too, and I had to write this dummy's essay, too, for him. And to the last minute, now, he wants to be bunky, but he doesn't want to do any of the fucking work. And, I, and I'm not going to just do it. I'm like, no, you do it, you do it, you do it, you do it. He's like, just come on, man, I can't. Like, he does with everything. So I end up writing his fucking essay, and I got to dumb it down like a, a kid who spent too much time in a closed garage with a running car. <laughs> Something like that, a kid like that, what it came up with. So I write it, and uh, we turn our kites in. And we get our interviews. I get interviewed first. And I don't know if you know this, Joe. So uh, what are we going to call her? Christy. We'll call her Christy. Yeah. So Christy, who's the kind of the cooler one that we, I have, like, a little history with, calls me in. And it's like, oh, like, so excited that I want to be part of this dog program. Right? Now, the whole goal is to get a bunkie. But I can't just come out and say that. So I have to, like, be like, oh, I'm passionate. And it would be cool to have, like, a dog. But that's just besides the point. It was almost like the dog thing for us was going to be, like, unnecessary. Like, yeah, goddamn, we're going to have to take care of a dog, but at least we'll get our own bones. I don't know. It sounds to me like you two were nesting. So Maybe. That's fair. So that's well, we were trying to. So uh, I go in my interview, and she's all for it. 
right? And then she starts going down a list and trying to say, well, we could pair you with this guy, this guy, or this guy. And I go, no, no, no. No, this is kind of like a, the deal is that I get to pick someone. Um, and she's like, who? So I tell her. She is like immediately like, I don't know about that. And, Joe, I don't know if you know this. Because remember how you couldn't have a, a sexual a CSE case? Yeah. If you... So she's like, well, if you looked at his background, and I just wanted so bad to be like, yeah, that's, you're probably right. Like, maybe I should check this paperwork out. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, he's fine. He doesn't have one of those cases. Da-da. And then they ended up, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but getting him prepped, like it was like SAT prep for his, like, interview and shit. You know what I mean? Like, and he'd be, like he's getting distracted. Like, the whole time we're spinning laps and trying to talk to him, and he's trying to tell me about a girl he saw on Bravo, the Bravo channel, or whatever it is. And I'm like, hey, focus focus i'm like you got to say this you gotta say that so i coach him through it he ends up making it through it by the skin of his teeth now if it was just someone else oh like if it wasn't went me, in there you wouldn't have killed the interview so <laughs> were we together or was it solo i think it was no, it was a solo one well so you say Wait. you say you killed it the truth is he was in though right so they're like okay you guys are going to be here and um we were going to be the last team pair with a dog, which was fine by us, because we were getting them, from, they were, like, coming in as they were puppies, and we were, like, sweet, so, like, fringe benefits, no, like, worrying about dog shit, or whatever, we'd have to go to this, like, meeting twice a week, which we would, and we, as you can imagine, any seriousness I have is out the window when I'm around, fuck around Joe, so, you remember we'd go in there with our hats, how we'd do our hats, just have them just gang banged out. So, so like, one of the things is, like, guys will wear their, like, beanies, like, cocked off to the side. So, like, at a ridiculous angle. So, me and Joe, <laughs> Joe this is Joe's thing we both do it. We'd we'll stroll in there. The last ones are strolling there. They're all sitting around um, in, like, a sim, in like a sim or a circle. They got, like, their little pouches with the dog food in it and their little pu- – They don't have shit. Yeah, we get clickers and shit. Yeah, we don't have nothing, anything. So, we go in there. Right before we walk in, we take our hats, lean our head to the side, and put them, like, literally on the side of our face. And just walk in, like, super slow. And, and it gets a laugh every time. And we're like, look at these idiots. <laughs> and so we go sit there and then just fuck around and then uh, whatever. So we're, uh, we, get our, we get our cell and we have move-in day and there's, like, a cage in there. And we instantly are on some fuck around shit. Remember, like, remember when uh, drama came over there the first night that we did? You want to give a little input? We were sipping, right? Yeah. Big boy radio. Big we would throw radio. parties and shit. Party and all the dog program right. people were on the same little thing. So we have, remember I had hooks everywhere. So I would like have like these wall mount things for our TV. So my TV would be like hanging in the corner so you could watch it. Like there was like, I think there was like eight people in there at once. And we were drinking and uh, uh, bumping the big boy radio out, tell shirts off, like wrestling and shit. Just, just. A good old time, good old frat remember, type shit. Remember the first night, remember the first couple days too, we were like, man, do we even really want a dog? Yeah, <laughs> we, were like, yeah. we were kind of dreading, like, the responsibility. Like, cause we were just having so much fun in there. And we're like, finally, we're like, my best friend is like my, my bunkie now. And like, we're just, just loving it, living it up. And we would get to babysit dogs too. So we, ha- you know, it's like a grandparent has like all the fun parts of the grandkid and doesn't have to fucking change diapers at once. So we'd have like the the, uh, the dog next to us, Freedom, would come spend the night and shit, and it was cool like sleeping with the dog. And uh, so we're doing all that, 
and we're coasting along, not making anyone like really pleased with us, but not ruffling feathers too much. And they, they were they were kind of unfair. Like the one bitchy lady, the curly head, we'll call her Ann, Annie because she had the curly hair. So um, Annie would be like, uh, like, oh, I don't like their attitude. But we're like, what do you, what do you want? Like, we don't have a dog. Like, what are we supposed to do in here? Like, why do we even have to come over here? Like, you know what I mean? So we're like we're not like the best favorite people everyone in the well the people who weren't rats the kind of cool people like like us and shit and uh, you know we're just hanging out and our next door neighbors were rick who's like the really intelligent christian dude who like we would talk about philosophy and joe would get mad like when we were talking he's like oh you guys have one of your i don't even know what you call it whether you were drunk meeting of the minds yeah meeting of the minds and then his partner in the um, dog program was Mouse. Now, Mouse is the one that Joe's laughing because Mouse, I think you, Joe came up with it. He said, he look, you know, Mouse looks like uh, one of uh, the Joker's henchmen from like an old like, Batman movie. Like bald head, goatee, like one slightly darkened tooth, bags under his eyes. Eye. out of his head. Yeah, bulgy eyes but with bags under them, face tattoos and like wiry, like 6'2 or something. Just looks like a Looks like you could just throw a hoodie on him and throw him in any alley in any like junkie movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, he's the type that would rob you and not stab you, but like hit you over the head with a pool ball and a sock or something. <laughs> so, uh, so, but there you couldn't have two different people. Like Rick is like this really like Rick's the one that I had signed as a witness when I bought Catfish's Soul that really didn't want to do it. Right. Right. Yeah. So, me and Rick would talk all the time and whatever. So it's about. I don't know what we were just about to get a dog, weren't we? We were the next one. Yeah, we, we were, were like weeks away from a dog. Like or a week away. Yeah, we were like a week away from a dog, and um, we we're like, God damn, it's getting tough. <clears throat> like we're we're all right, we're gonna have a dog, whatever. It was kind of cool because Freedom was getting older. We were starting to pick names. I remember ours was a G name, right? Yeah, we were Gunner. I don't remember what they. Were. They wouldn't let us do Gunner. Yeah, they wouldn't let us use Gunner because just a gun, whatever. <clears throat> so. Everything's going all right, you know. We're like, this will look good on our parole paper and everything, and I guess we'll have to get a dog, but we get to be bonkies. And um, I'm out on the yard one day. This is when I was still fraternizing, and I was a, a top position there. So I'm out on the yard just kicking it, though, just not, like no organization. We're just kicking it. And um, I can't remember who it was, comes out, and they're like, Hey, hey, Joe needs you. Joe needs you. Like, go back. And I'm like, okay, that's like, the tone was like, Joe said, come back right away. So I have to, like, drop what I'm doing <clears throat> and shoot back in there, right? So I shoot, I pass his, his old unit, our unit, shoot in and come down. And Joe's, like, trying to, like, clean shit up. And he's like, you could tell there's, like, electricity. And, like, I'm like, what's up, man? What, like, what's going on? Well, Joe, re- re- there's a bloody towel. There's, like, blood on the sink and shit. And there's a bloody towel on the ground and shit. And I'm like, are you straight? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm straight. He's like, listen to what this idiot did. So across, right across the way, see, right across the way from us is a, a young kid named Mickey. He's like 18, and he's part of a fraternity that happens to be like under my fraternity kind of, like under our wing a little bit. <clears throat> he's a good kid. An 18-year-old kid works out, works out all the time. He's cool, man. He's all right. So they had gotten, so him and Mouse had gotten into an argument over a card game. And... Yeah. This is Joe, like, we learned that part later, but Joe is relaying, basically relaying this, that Mikey calls him out. He's like, well, what's up, bitch? Like, what you trying to do then, type shit. 
And so Mouse is like, what? Mouse is like 38 or 40, right? At the time? Yeah, he had to be. He's older than me. Yeah, hard, rough, 30. rough 30, rough 38. Rode hard and hung up wet. <laughs> and uh, so he call, Mikey calls him in there, goes in his cell. You saw the thing, right, Joe? Yeah. <laughs> he went in there with a lot. It got whooped, though, in there, bro. All right, dummy. I thought you were going to explain it like a... So Mikey okay, goes in there, enough. right? And he's ready to... I wanted you to, but you just fucking buried it. Bear, bear. <laughs> so take it away, Bobby. He goes in. He goes in there. Mikey goes in there, takes his shirt off, and he's ready for a fair fight. Now, Mouse is bigger than this kid, and he's older, and he's in town longer. Mouse's dumbass goes into his house, grabs a lock, drops it on the end of a belt, and runs in there like like one of the Joker's henchmen, and starts walloping Mikey on the head with it. Hits him like once or twice. Bashes Mikey's head up. But Mikey's just throwing hands. And Mikey's a wiry, bony kid. He starts piecing uh, Mouse up. Mouse gets his whooped, right? It's like 18 year old. Now, sometime during the melee, was 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 it the, was it um was Rick there? And no, came no, and closed he, the door. He, okay, so he ran out. I'm so at the so thing, kind of watching. Yeah, but he so Mouse runs back to go. He's all fucked up, right? I he's think he had like his beanie on. He's, even though he had the lock on the on the belt, he he's all fucked got up. Got wood. Yeah, he got wood. Oh, okay. So he tries to run back into his cell real quick, but he he locked he himself out. Is that he locked himself out of his cell? So he's like standing there, like trying, like with a beanie pulled bleeding. down over his face, bleeding. Uh, he's got a giant gash under his fucking eye, and he's like he doesn't know where to go. But our door's open, and Joe's in there. Joe's like minding his business. This goon shoots in there, a mess, and it's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, uh, what do you, what do he say to you? Do you remember? He's like. I, I need to get in my cell. Can you go to my bunkie? Uh, I need to get in my cell. I'm like, here, I, I gave him your towel that was hanging up. Of course. Yeah. Stuff, of course. But, um, yeah, he goes, that's what was on the ground when I came in there. So he, so Joe shoots out to go get Rick to get his key so he can let this idiot. You have one minute remaining. So I, tell, I go down there and tell Rick, I said, you're... Your bunkie's down there getting hepatitis all over my room, so I need you to come <laughs> down there and get this fucking uh, guy out of here and let him in your or give me your key. And I took his yeah. key and I unlocked his door. And I now that out of the key. now that all happened before I got back. When I get back, it's just Joe in there. So he's like, he kind of gives me the brief rundown, and I lean my head like our doors, Mouse's door and our door was like right next to each other, so I could reach my arm out and stick my hand in their cell. You know, they weren't like some cells are the doors on opposite sides of the wall. Gotcha. These were like right next to each other. So I lean my head and look in. I go, hey, come here. And he gets out his box. He's already, whatever adrenaline he had pumping to get the shit going, to put the lock on the fucking belt, is kind of gone now. And he's kind of in like panic mode. And he's starting to realize what happened, like what he did. Right? And I look at him, and he's got this giant gash under his eye, just a smiley face on his whole eye, just split, laid wide open, splayed open. You know what I mean? Filet. Trying to like. Yeah, just, just filleted out. Just he's trying to like minimize it, and he's trying to like clean it up and like. Thank you for using GTL. And you saw there. Yeah. And uh, and he's trying to uh, like, man. And I go, what the fuck is wrong with you? Now he's starting to do the math in his head, right? He goes, he's thinking like, oh shit, old boy's in a fraternity, and I went in there to a fair fight and brought a weapon, which is Bogue. 
which there's probably going to be repercussions. So I can see he's kind of like, and then he's like thinking like, I'm in a dog program. What am I doing? So he's like, I don't know what he's trying to make, but I don't have time for that. Right. I'm immediately focused on the fact that his face is smashed open. And if he goes to chow or if he goes out to the day room, if he goes anywhere, the seals are going to see it. And as soon as the seals see it, they're going to rewind the tape. They're going to see him shoot out of his cell you have one minute remaining. Fuck dog up or whatever happens, and they're going to see him shoot into our cell for an indeterminate amount of time while Joe shoots out, does whatever he So it just fully looks like we're involved in now on camera, right? And you can't count on these people. And so I'm like, okay, we're... Hello, this is a prepaid call from... Joe, you're going to have to remember where you left off. Thank you for using GTL. Oh, we good? Yeah, we're good. Juice, you're there, right? Yeah, I'm here. Juice, juice, juice. Nice. So, uh, so I'm I'm mad. At worm, worm, worm. Like, <laughs> I'm heated at mouse because I'm like, what the fuck are you running in here for, bro? First of all, what are you doing with the lock of this fucking 18 year old who is basically under a fraternity that's kind of like affiliate? You know what I'm saying? So, I'm on some like, what the fuck is wrong with you? But I don't have time for that. All I know is that if this, if someone sees his face, or CO sees his face, they're going to rewind the camera. We're fucked, right? Boom. None of it matters. We're out of dog program. We're not donkeys anymore. But right. in the meantime, I need to, if I can figure a way to deal with that, like by making him lock up or something, he's still going to have to go and they're going to still see his eye and shit, right? So I'm trying to like, I'm like starting to get ideas about what possible, but I need to like take the temperature of what's going on. So I shoot across the hall to Mikey. See Mikey, Mikey's in there like dealing with his head. I shoot into his actual cell and he has one big gash on the back of his head that probably needs like eight stitches. And he's got another little one that doesn't really need stitches. It's like a uh, butterfly stitches or something. Oh, Mikey, Mikey got caught with the lock. So he's, he's bleeding too then. He fucked up. So he needs to get his he needs to get his head stitched up. But guess what? If he goes to the healthcare, what's going to happen? They're going to see it. But what the fuck happened? He's going to hold water, as I assume Mouse would too. But they're going to go, yeah, we don't believe you. Oh, I fell I fell off my bunk. Okay, rewind the camera, and they're going to see. So we're fucked. Now, if I can still figure out some way to handle this, it still doesn't solve the third problem, which is that he's part of a Mikey's part of a fraternity that's going to basically expect retaliation because it was unfair. So I have to, none of that matters if that's the order. If that's the order, then there's nothing you can do. He's going to go fuck the mouse, and then they're going to see that on camera. They're going to rewind it, and they're going to see the whole thing anyways. So I need to go out there and talk to his big homie to figure out who I was in level four with. You remember him? Uh, Don't say his name. Yeah, yeah. Shade, we'll call him Shade. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, so I go out there and talk to Shay just to take the temperature to see what's going on. Now, if I go out there, by law, like, if he, like, really what's supposed to happen is if he goes, no, he's going to, he, we're going to give him the banger and we're going to shoot him, then that is what it is, bro. It's just, that's, it's, it's over. But I go out there and I take the tent. I'm like, what's up, da, 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 and I can feel, like, already, like, me and him are close. He's like, listen, I'm about to go home and, and shit, and, and, uh, in the intervening time, I guess Mikey had shot out there or shot words or something, and he and he's like, uh, actually no, he he was like he hadn't talked to him yet, and I was like, well, I just talked to him, and I got the vibe like where Mikey was like willing to do what he was needed to do, right? But he didn't really want to stab Mouse because he fucked him up too, and he was just kind of like whatever. They were kind of cool now after a bird. 
They like were cool. They were like really cool though. It was, it was, it kind of was fucked up before before the yeah, they, were they were like cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And now, if I had went out there and told Shade, like, look, this is what needs to happen, he would have reluctantly, but would have been like, yep, you're right. And then he would have told Mikey, who would have reluctantly been like, yep, you're right. And then Mouse would have got stabbed. But that does nothing for anyone, right? So, like, now I'm starting, I'm like, okay, there's something to work with here. There's a solution. I don't really know what it is. But, like, if we pull the strings just right, we might be able to figure this out, right? He doesn't want to tell him to do it. The kid doesn't want to do it. No one wants. I don't want Mouse to get fucking shot. He's a dummy hothead. You know what I mean? And, and he, Mikey, got him together. So Mikey wasn't looking soft, but it was like there was enough wiggle room. So I go back and uh, I talk to Mikey, and I'm like, okay, this is. And and but now I got to deal with. Okay, so if we can figure something out with that, and when I leave Shade, I basically tell him, well, he can't. Like the the only compromise to not extreme violence is that. Mouse can no longer be on the yard. He has to go. He has to lock up or whatever. The locking up doesn't solve the problem with the eye thing, right? So I'm like, let me take care of it. And now we're on a time crunch because it's almost count time. You remember, Joe? It's almost count time. And so yeah, I remember this little conversation we had during count. We during count, yeah, that's to come. No, that's to come. So I go back and I'm like working, like, okay, okay, what are we going to do? So I talk, look at Mikey. How's your head? Okay, it's slowly stopped bleeding. Now before I shot out there, he's like, I'm going to need stitches, and I'm like, I'll stitch you up. Don't even trip. I'm going to stitch you up. And he's like, yeah, okay, that's what I figured, whatever. So I come back now. It's been like 20 minutes. And uh, he has got, like, um, dental floss and, and the sewing needle and shit. And I go in there, and I'm like, okay. Actually, I think, did he come in our room? I can't remember if he came in our room for, yeah, I think for me to look at. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stitch Mikey up, right? I'm going to throw a couple. If I needed eight, I was going to give him, like, three just to hold it together. We do this shit in here, you know what I mean? So he doesn't have to go to health care. But he gets in there, and the blood's, like, crusted up, and it's not bleeding. It's a, it's a wound. It's an open wound, but it's not bleeding. And, it, and I'm touching it, and it's so sensitive. And I was like, listen, bro, I can do this, but it's kind of unnecessary. The only reason to do it is so you don't have a big scar. If you don't give a fuck about a scar, this bitch is going to hurt like a motherfucker, and it's already stopped bleeding. So he's like, well, fuck it, leave it. I'm like, all right, bet. Problem one solved. His, his gaping head wound. <laughs> he just stitch it open. So, so he ends up going back over there. So I start shooting ideas around with Joe, and I'm like, how can we fucking get this? I said, okay, here's my plan. Here's what I think could happen. Mouth has to go. He can't be here, right? Otherwise, they're going to look soft. And this is where, like, pulling multiple strings and trying to make everything work for everybody comes into play. You know, I got to think about Shade, Mike. Hold on. Don't jump the gun. Shade, Mikey, Mouse, and us foremost. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're the true innocent victims, and this shit of it goes sideways. So I'm trying to figure out. So I, this is what I come up with. I go, okay, we gotta, we can't just get rid of Mouse because we'll see his eye. So we got to come up with a reason that that happened to his eye. So they close shit for count, lock everything down. Right now, right before then, I talked to Mouse and I said, listen, you got to go. Now he's just excited that he doesn't, he's not gonna get stabbed. So he's like, okay, yeah, what? Like, and I'm like, no, you're not gonna go lock up. You're going to have, we're going to just like, give me a second to think you're going to have to go take off on somebody to cause a fight. That way, when it gets broken up, there's a reason you have a big gash under your eye. They don't go back, look at the cameras because they saw how it happened. You go to the hole, you're out of there. Boom. All problems solved. Right? So he's like, okay, all right. Boom. They close, they close yard down. It's count time. Me and Joe are in there. Now, 
Joe's pretty off, like hands off with this shit. I mean, he's there to like give advice and shit, but he's super into who we're gonna pick, what innocent victim we're gonna pick for mouse to take off on. <laughs> you know, so we got to pick someone, like just some unsuspecting, innocent people. And this is like where like some mafia type, like more like political shit comes into play. So we're like, what? Do you remember who some of the options were? Do you remember Larry was one of them? Larry, uh, Larry. Well, so Larry, Larry's this really old rat, like like 90 years old, an old, like black dude, balding, like cotton white hair. He was a doping too, wasn't he? Yeah. Just would tell on anything. To tell on anybody, everyone. It's like he, it's like we said we said he was going to parole to the mop closet, <laughs> like he was going to live in the mop closet when he got paroled because he just was like part of the institution, like in The Shining or something. And so we we're going to we're like everyone hated him. He's a rat. So we're like we should get him, but he's ninety. And now I was going to take off on him and catch a new case because he's going to like kill this old man. <laughs> so we're like no, we're just like going through people. We're like what about him? What about him? What about him? And then I go, I got it. I go. Now, Joe's a, Joe, you, you know, Joe doesn't really have a moral compass. He don't give a fuck. But even this one, he's like, yeah, that's a good one. Now, Steve was a guy that we were in level four with. That was a supporter of a fraternity on the other side of ours. Okay. And what supporters are are flunkies. They get no respect. They're used for dummy missions. And you, they kind of feed you, the supporter, the idea of like, yeah, you're going to be one of us one day. But just hang around and do dirty work. They're flunkies. They're nothings. They're Crash test dummy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this one would go around, and I, see, I was friends with his big homies on the other side, though, because when you're in level four, you're with those people all the time. So, like, the fraternity shit can kind of get pushed to the side, and you actually become close. Now, I was friends with his big homie. So he didn't know that about me. So he would tell me, like, yeah, I'm this thing, I'm that thing, which he wasn't that thing. Mm. So I'm like, I have to report that to his big homie. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, bro, I was out here false flagging. Like Joe used to do. I did this with false flags. And he uh, killed the baby. I did he kill it? Or yeah, he fucked the baby up. Fucked the baby up real bad. Will you stop stepping up? But good point. I was going to bring that up. So he had just gotten into one thing after another, one thing after another, and he was there on some heinous bogue shit with like a toddler, like his his girlfriend's toddler, like put in the microwave. He fucked up this kid really bad and got a bunch of time for it. Now he's a young kid. He's probably like 20 at the time, mowing down a couple of years. Now, he had also just recently got into a, into like a predicament where he was really drunk in the morning after he had been warned by them, like, you look, you're not part of this. You can't keep claiming this. You can't false flag like this. And he got, I had an older fraternity brother who was an older black dude. He was about 48. His name was Demon, too. We had two of them there. And, uh, he was, you know, he's old school, so he's like, he's set tripped out. Like, you don't want, you can't disrespect the 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 set or anything like that. So these two dummies who are supporters are drunk, and they're out there, like, throwing up the five and throwing down the, the, the six and all this other shit. And he's, like, ready to take off on one of these kids. Now, I have to go squash it because I don't want my bro, he's, like, trying to go home to get into some shit. But they need to, and because I had a relationship with their big homie, or who they would assume that was their big homie. I went and I was like, hey, look, these are what these guys are doing. You discipline them or we do. And you know what happens if we do, so they discipline them, whatever. So this kid's just a pain in my ass, and he's a kid who's always fucking around and on bullshit and just a thorn in everyone's fucking side who's, like, the best option not to feel guilty about, right? So, and, he's a, and he's a fucking baby predator, so good pick, yeah, Joe. Right. Yeah. So we're like, we're like fucking, and we're just like, perfect. So we bang on the wall, boom, boom, boom. What's up? 
Because remember, we could yell through like the um, the outlet. The outlet. Yeah. Yeah, we could yell. We could talk through the outlet to the to the neighbor. And I said, Mouse. I said, Rick, Rick, tell Mouse to come here. So I said, Listen, bro. I said, I said, I said it's going to be. Slow. He's like, All right, all right. When? I said, ASAP, because his eyes like fucking. Right. It's only going to look fresh for so long. Yeah. Right. So, so the way it looked so bad is I. So the way, I get it was fucked up, man. Look at you been in a car wreck. <laughs> and so, uh, so the way they break chows, they break them by unit: A upper, B B upper. I mean, A A upper, A lower, B upper, B lower. All right, we're like on B lower, I think it was. So what happens is they call, they they break for chow, and everyone can go out to the small yard and wait. And then when they call your unit, you can walk out there, right? So that's what happens. We they break, and it's like cold. It's kind of cold out. Everyone's got coats on. So we all get ready, and I go let the bros know what's gonna kind of what's gonna happen and what's been going on, and like Mikey and all that. So we go out there, and we're waiting on the small yard, this little tiny fenced-in area, right? Now I'm keeping my distance from Mouse because I know it's about to fucking happen. And there are, they are probably going to rewind the tape a little bit to see what caused Thank you for using GTL. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm standing there. It's like me and Joe and a couple of girls. This fucking knucklehead has his orange clown, like, beanie hat, his state hat, pulled all the way down like a, like a vato loco over his eyebrows on one side and on the other on one eye the cut eye he has it pulled down so low that he has to tilt his head back like he's looking at the sun to look out the bottom slit at us right because it's cuts under his eye right we're standing out there and he rolls right up to me right and he goes he's looking at me through he's a little taller than me. he's looking at me through the slit and he goes hey when should i do this and i go now but get the fuck away from me like what are you fucking first of all they know i have whatever i'm like get away from me like, what are you fucking doing? Beat it. Get out of here. Go stand over there. So he's like, all right, all right, And he goes over there. So where he lies, he's like on Hello, this is a prepaid call from. Yo. Welcome back, youngster. Hey, uh, okay, so you know what you missed is I was telling uh, the worm about how, would you remember how he rolled up on us on Small Yard, what he looked like? His <laughs> head all the way down. Yeah. He was really, he was really giving henchman vibes there, bro. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I, I guess I was the joker in that, in that scenario. Hey, boss, <laughs> I got mad at him though. I'm like, get the. You remember that? I was like, get the fuck away from it. Like, what are you doing? Get out of here. Now, there's like a weird thing, like when you not just orchestrate some violence allegedly, but when you like know it's coming and you know the person doesn't know it's coming. It's like this weird, like you're like, oh shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so they break. Was rock, right? So they come strolling out, and you and, and you got to walk past the little gate we're in, out of that front unit, and go down this path. So we're standing there, and he's just strolling out like not a cat in his, <laughs> his fucking like literally like a bounce in his step. And he's like, duh, 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 like just talking. We're like, little do you know what's coming? <laughs> so the goon slides out behind him, but he's almost like hesitating. So he gets a good. 30 yards, 20, 30 yards, 30 yards ahead of him. And uh, we're like, go, motherfucker. Like, I'm giving him, like, looking at him, and he's like, all right. So he shoots he shoots up, and it's, like, icy out. Like, uh, it's, like, snowing and icy out. So we're all watching. About six of us know what's about to happen. So we're at the edge of the gate that puts us closer to the action, and we're watching. We're like, this motherfucker better do it. They're getting, like, right up close to the town hall. Like, it has to happen, like, somewhat away from the COs so they can't really fully see, you know, if... 
and not explain the hide, right? Yeah, break it up before shit can happen, all that stuff. So we're like, this motherfucker better go. And we're watching see from behind. He's like, just uh, joshing with his friends and shit. And then you see the henchman stroll up, right? And he comes right up behind him. We're like, oh, he's about to do it. You know when someone bowls, they kick their leg out behind them when they, like, bowl? Right. Okay, so he winds up from his fucking kneecap. Bends down, puts his fist by his fucking kneecap, swings it like a fucking wild man, kicks his leg out. He almost knocks himself down. He swings so hard. Punches Steve on the side, clobbers, clobbers on the side of the head. Steve's feet go out from under him. Just wham, just from behind. Like complete chicha. Now, before, I've had to say this. Before this, I said, listen, I don't give a fuck how you do it. You don't have to fuck him up real bad. Make sure he punches you in the face, though. All right, I got it. Make sure he punches you in the face, though. I said like three times. Like, All right, I got it. Now he's knocked out. Behind. Right. <laughs> flat, 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 the kid from behind. See out from under him. We're like, oh, right? But sometimes you'll see this in boxing or MMA. Sometimes when you hit the ground, it'll like wake you back up, right? So he flatlines the kid, feet out from under him. Wham, hits the ground. As soon as his head and like body bounce off the ground, he's like moving again. So he turns around, grabs Mouse by the legs, and picks him up to slam him. Now, as soon as he slams him, the COs are already on it because they're close to the, the chow hall. And do they tase him, or do they just make him stop? Do you remember? They might do. I, I don't remember that. I thought, they, I thought one of them might have got tased. I think either Mouse or whatever. I can't remember if they got tased or they just laid. I think Steve-O tased him. steve was on top of him. And we were like, that's fucked up. Yeah, that's right. Because we were like, that's fucked up. Like... He got flatlined. Didn't know what it was for. It probably turned around and was like, what? I never had a problem with Mouse. And he got chased because he was on top. He scooped Mouse and it's awesome. And the police run over and they're like trigger happy there. They just they just put barbs in his back. <laughs> you know, looking clinches up. They fucking put, drag him. Now, not a punch thrown on Steve-O's side. Right? Like, he just scooped him and slammed him. Right? Got punched now, Paige. They <laughs> for nothing out of the blue, and so they cuff them up and they take them to the hole. Now this joint has a laydown spot where you can you'll disappear in that bitch. So they disappear. They disappear, right? Now, now, now I'm gonna have to do some time jumping. Now we're like we're like okay that worked out. I mean, god damn it, the idiot didn't let him didn't let him punch him in the face, but it didn't look like anything to you know what i'm saying like they were like oh there was a fight and hopefully those cops would just drop them off there say there was a fight and leave and then the, the co's in the in the um hole would be like oh you got no fight that's what's wrong with your eye now right now we were like okay worked out pretty good i think we're all right let's go to chow joe <laughs> you know what I mean? and we went to chow and we're like everything should be straight fast forward smash cut to four days later I'm in the counselor's office. <laughs> I'm in the counselor's office. They had went back and like looked at looked at the tape anyways because when Mouse went back there, his eye was like crusted over. And they go, what happened to your eye? And he goes, well, I just got into a fight. And they're like, get the fuck out of here. That, by this time, it's like three, four hours, three hours old. You know what I mean? And they're like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, yeah, I just got into a fight. And they're like, all right. They went and rewound the tape. And what they saw was them go in there, the fight happened, shoot into our house, get out, go into his, and then me come back and talk to every person involved. Like, just watching me jump around, right? And then this idiot come up to me on the fucking small yard and then flatline Steve-O. Now, they don't know what it's about, but they assume that I'm involved. 
but they can't prove anything, right? And the cool one, Chris, Christy, calls me in there. Now, she's the one that likes us. And she says, well, we know that you're involved with this fraternity and you're, you're the head of da-da-da-da-da. Now, she didn't really know that, right? And I told you this before, but she, she, had said, she had said, like, we know that you orchestrated this whole thing, which I didn't. And I said, why would you assume that? I said, why wouldn't you assume that I stopped something from happening? I said, you know me. Why wouldn't you, you know what I'm saying? And she's like, well, what happened? I'm like, that, I'm not, I'm talking hypotheticals. I don't know, just, I just don't know why you'd always assume the worst, right? right? So she's like, all right, whatever. Well, here's the thing. The other one, Annie, isn't going to have it. Like, you guys are out of the dog program. Now, I'm pissed because they have no fucking proof of anything. I actually did prevent something bad from happening. Right. There, happen. there would have been a stabbing if you didn't get involved. There would, but I can't tell right. them that stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm, like, indignant. I'm like, this is bullshit, man. Like, she's like, she's like, cool. She's like, well, I know, but this one, and it's just too much heat on this program because it's new, and the, this is the warden's baby, blah, blah, blah. We're going to have to boot you out. And I said, or she's like, she wants to kick you out. And I said, well, I need a reason. Like, you got to have a reason. You can't go on innuendo and just, like, assume shit, right? But what I'm doing is I know we're going to get kicked out. It doesn't matter what's right or not. I know we're going to get kicked out. I'm trying to lay the groundwork for still having to trying to negotiate trying to negotiate right like because all i give a fuck about really is having joe as my bunkie and, and that's about to go away so she says i can't really do anything about it right she says well you guys have to move today i'm like so we're already out we got to move yes we pack up i'm in there with this old fucking man you remember who you went with i went with uh mike remember uh Juvenile life. Mike, okay, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go, or yeah. Ghost. Yeah. Oh, oh, you're talking about Hitman? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you were Hitman. Who was with White Boy Rick? The, um, yeah, yeah. They made a movie out with Matthew McConaughey and shit. Who was with White Boy Rick at the PC? He was cool. Yeah. Yeah, he was cool. I was, like, with this old man. So they split us up. And moving in general is a pain in the ass, but moving to, like, I had to move, we had to move to different rock, and it's a whole fucked up thing. And, uh, you know, we're just, like, fucked up in there. And I'm like, God damn, like, this is bullshit. So I see her again. She calls me into the office, uh, the cool Christy. And I'm like, what's up? And she's, like, talking to me about, like, basically trying to say, well, because I said, I want a reason, right? And she goes, uh, I go, so what's the reason about this? And she goes, well, you know how, like, you would come to class? And I'm like, yeah. And you guys would be late sometimes? Yeah. Well, um, Annie said it's because you guys slouch in class. It was literally the reason for kicking us out of class. And I instantly, they said you guys, but I instantly put it on Joe. So I went back to I, Joe and I was like, you, go ahead. I know I do slouch. I don't know. <laughs> He's admitting, admit nothing. And I come out and I go, yeah, you know why we got kicked out of the dog program? Because you slouch, you piece of shit. Bad posture. Great. Bad fucking posture. Oh, remember what else they said? She said they come in here like they're all cool with their hats on sideways, <laughs> their hats on sideways, and slouch. They didn't like we were joking and slouch in class, and they just they're. What she didn't really have a reason. That's the best she could come up with, right? So I'm like, this is bullshit, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, uh, Christy, I'm like, you know, this is ridiculous. It's fucked up, and she said, uh, yeah, well, just give me a couple days. 
smash cut five days later. Me and Joe in a cell. Together. Monkeys. No dog. Jailing. Good luck. Oh, yeah. We had a handicap cell. Oh, we had a handicap cell with a sink not attached to the toilet. Big, big boy room. And so if you ever find yourself in a leader dog program for the NBOC, leader dogs for the blind, and you only signed up for it because you want to have your best friend as your bunkie, then all you got to do is set up this ridiculous fiasco where you get some innocent, uh, innocent-ish uh, baby abuser flatlined and uh, being cool with uh, one of the A-Russes, and uh, that'll happen. Side note, afterwards we started getting fucked with by the CO real bad. You remember his name? Don't say his name. But uh, he, he, remember, he popped you before, too. Or something. I know his name, yeah. You remember the... You remember the you remember the reason? Um, yeah. What they were saying? What they were fucking with us? Yeah, yeah. They said or, they're like, yeah, there's a hit or something on them or something. Yeah, they said my frat had a hit out on this guy, which we there's no way. I was the, I knew everything I was going on the CEO. They had to go, yeah, they had to go through me. <laughs> right. You of course you would have known, but you can't tell them no dummies. Yeah. I would have known. Yeah, I can't tell them that part, but I can tell them that. That there's absolutely no truth to that. What'd you say? Remember they took you guys all to the hole, and I'm walking back from work, and I'm walking back. All all his homeboys get took to the uh, to the hole, right? I'm walking back from work, had nothing to do with what happened. I don't even know what happened. And the steel was like, <laughs> steel was like, you're fucking lucky you're not going too. I said, fuck you. I don't, I don't even know what you're talking about. I just got out of work. They cuffed me up and ring me up. <laughs> oh, and you got to join them. You remember? Yeah, you remember? Money. It's it's all the frat. Yeah. Go ahead, take your shot. At you. You <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I want. To. No, no, I wasn't gonna say that part. Say that part, and then I gotta say something. Oh, and then everyone, right? Except for who? Who, did, who didn't go to the hole? You know? I didn't go. They didn't cuff me up and take me to the hole. I wasn't out on the yard when they all got cuffed up. I was in the. I was in the. I was in our cell. Yeah, I was at work. And but what did you say when you got over there? I forgot. I said I don't. I said I don't. You said I'm not fuck. supposed to be here. <laughs> Just like in Shawshank Redemption, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> and they were like, "Shut up!" All the blows were like, "Shut up, Joe," <laughs> because Joe's not in the fraternity. But they thought he was. They always thought. Everyone always thought he was because he's around us all the time. You know. Now, do you remember? You have one minute remaining. This is. This is a good side note. When Joe's over there, he hears a disembodied voice go, because this is like a, a month later. Hey, Joe. Joe's like, what? He's like, tell Gino I said I'm sorry about that. Joe's like, who is that? He goes, it's Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> and so Joe came back, and the Mouse is still over there. He said he's sorry for uh, fucking that up. And then they kept tearing our shit up. And then I talked to Christy, and she goes, look, they're not going to quit doing it. i got to ride you out. And I said, which I got this from Joe. Joe had said, we're kind of a package deal before to her. And so I said, what about Ford? We're kind of a package deal. Now, she can't tell. You're not allowed to tell inmates where they're going or when they're going because it's like an escape risk. So she smiles, gives a little sly smile and goes, I can't promise anything. Now get out of here. I leave. Ride, us, ride me out to Kinross, the best joint I've ever been to. Two weeks later, who shows up in my fucking unit? GR Joe. Nice. A month later. Thank you for using GPL. In the queue. 
And that's how we uh, we got to Kim Ross and kicked out of the dog program. I don't know if it lived up to all the hype, but that's what happened. Yeah, it's still a fascinating story. We have one minute remaining. Especially how how the institution drags you in there. It just infers that you might have had something to do with it, which you you did play puppet master. But <laughs> their natural inclination is you caused all this, and you're you know, and you have to tell the lady, and she. I guess somewhat took it like, how do you know I didn't, why wasn't harm reduction? You know, like why would you naturally think like, and in this case you absolutely were. Yeah. I can't tell none of the details. You know what I mean? No, of course not. But when I said it, I saw it dawn on her. I saw her go. Cause I said, you know me. Hey, should we, like, should we cut to the outro? Yeah, we can. All right. Forward. Uh, Joey, who's trying to, uh, Call back in right now for Mama C, for Chino, and from Germ the Worm. This is the Notes from the Pen podcast, and we go. I'll see you in 15 days when I get out. To learn more about Bobby and prison reform, go to notesfromthepen.com. This has been another Notes from the Pen production.